Welcome to Fur What It's Worth. There's your cookie. Have fun. <laughs> An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. Wisconsin, Texas. One thing about coming out to a convention on the East Coast. That's not the East Coast, Minnesota. It's not the East Coast. Oh. Did you know 9 out of 10 dentists recommend your country's brand of inexpensive gum? Pull that record. <laughs> We're done. Aboard. What they don't recommend is listening to those two fools and your hosts, Rue and Tugs. I didn't even put it on here, but I know what's coming next. Or do you? Oh, yeah, I do. Just go. I, it's not going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's cold call. We're just going to start oh, wait, because Tugs I can do this. is being weird. What? Oh, oh, thank you, Tugs. Sure. That, that was just amazing. Do you really want? <laughs> Great opening. Great opening, Tugs. So this is season six, episode this, 16. It's really 16 this time. Guess what, everybody? I've got a spine. No, my spine. Oh, Not... your spine? No. Oh, my God. I've got you don't get my the joke. spine. You don't get the joke. I don't. It's okay. Does it get crushed? Is that what it is? I don't know. Anyways, so mm-hmm. I... You just, you're making everyone who gets the joke cry a little. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't know why what this is about. Please explain. Nope. Okay, well. Um, Someone so, will tell you eventually. Uh, when I'm older? No, probably in Telegram. Oh, Telegram. Yep. They'll make fun of me. They will. So I have, oh, you know what? Before you even keep going. Uh-huh. I have actual breaking news. Really? Yes. Reports are coming out of Las Vegas with a group of furries right now. That apparently Siegfried is just hanging out with them at the at the Lion Menagerie or Tiger Menagerie. Oh, really? Like Siegfried? Like they're just hanging out. Like, like Sieg- is it just a guy named Siegfried? No, like uh, Siegfried and Roy. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting pictures <laughs> right now. Oh wow, that is breaking yeah, news. That is, I know, right? Like, that's, no one cares. All right, I think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Keep uh, keep trying to start the show. We'll get there. So, to him, uh, <laughs> let's talk about important things. Your life tugs. Do the Please. intros. You know, God, us. read the notes. I am reading you the go, notes. You, this, this is where you say, I'm Rue, that's Tugs, except the other way around. Fine, fine. I'm Rue. Hi, everyone. God. And this is Tugs. Hi. Hey, Tugs. What's up? We're trying to do this thing every episode now, so people know who we are, so we sound like we're professionals. You, <sighs> we'll get there. Okay, okay. Let's let's restart this. Let's no, restart this, this is fantastic. Here we go. You're already three minutes in. I I'm not starting over. Hi guys, <laughs> this is Rue, and and this over here is Tugs. Say hello, Tugs. I'm getting brain damage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tugs, what have you been up to? Uh, I wrote this and I put literally a bullet point in the word stuff because I was like, I'll fill that in later. And you know what I did? Nothing. Nothing. I did not. So tell us about your stuff. Tell me about your junk. Um, I, you know, so I feel like not a lot of time has passed, but I know time has passed since we've recorded. (laughs) And that's because I spent a long time editing the last episode because of the way it was presented. So I'm glad that everyone had a good time uh, listening to that episode that's responded. Not everyone, but most people had a pretty good time. And we got a, a fairly positive response. And when I say positive, I don't. I mean that we didn't have an agenda either way to promote one side or the other as far as the zoophilia and bestiality topic. People are into what they're into. What we wanted is for people to open their minds and learn about other people and as far as that being our measure, I think we accomplished that based on the feedback we got. So thank you to everybody who took the time to say, 
hey, you know what? It's not my thing. I didn't think I'd listen to it, but I enjoyed the episode and I learned something. Yeah, I would have to 100% agree. I appreciate anybody that has given us any sort of a feedback and please feel free to to give us um, more feedback. I mean, the main point that the reason why we do all sorts of different episodes is because we want to examine a whole broad range, even if it's a, a little bit of a hard subject to talk about. So, um, yeah, if, if you guys can think of a, another subject that you would like us to tackle, please feel free to send us a message. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, other stuff I've been up to is I, I mentioned it in the last episode that I think about it, but I have been enjoying Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Nintendo totally double dipped. I'm not kidding anybody. It's the same price that the same game was three years ago, except they added a few more modes. I'm still enjoying it because the dynamic of how I'm playing it has completely changed. I can now go anywhere with the game and pop instant Mario Kart time, which is exactly what I loved about the 64 because everyone would just go to other people's houses at the time when we play four player. But now we can go hang out on a rooftop, just like the commercial, the trailer. (laughs) I'm serious. Although I do have to point out tugs. I looked at your stats the other day. I was like, what the fuck tugs? How much have you been playing? (laughs) Like you're like super like, you want the truth. I'll give you the truth. Wait, which stats, which stats? Hold on. Are you talking about my, your battle ones? Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like total playtime. No, no. It's like 1,500 something. I don't know. Wow, you haven't looked in a while because it's over 2,000. What? What, your racing stats maybe? No. Okay. Well, No, my racing stats are almost 2,000 and my battle stats are like 22 or 2,300. Oh. You'd love Uh, to battle. uh, I, I, I played every night because... Here's the, uh, I'm going to kill the mood now. Uh, I haven't been feeling the greatest mentally. I've been feeling kind of down lately. And so rather than drinking my sorrows away, I've been killing people in Mario Kart instead. That's probably super happy. Uh, it's a lot healthier than killing my liver. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not burned out on Mario Kart. It is kind of mindless though at the point. So I, that's when I turn it off. I, I'm enjoying it. I did uh, run into a guy named Hypno Hyena. I don't know who he is. I hope he listens to the show. I hope you are a listener. Uh, because I was like, there's no way that that's not a furry. <laughs> so like, I, I realized, um, that he played really well. Right. like we were, we were pretty much on the same level. And I realized later on, oh, right. There's this recent people you've played with thing in Mario Kart. So I kept joining his game and then I, and then some rando tried to add me to like the system friends list outside of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was, wait, I can make this guy my friend. So I requested his friendship last night i don't know if i've been accepted yet but that's where i'm currently standing <laughs> this is rando i hope furry in mario kart will be my friend because i like how he plays <laughs> how tugs makes friends well i i, I googled them i'm like hypno hyena you try and google hypno hyena you're not gonna get shit you're gonna get like all kinds of shit anyway what have you been up to uh i've been moving Moving, moving, moving. Just lots and lots of moving. Literally, it's, there's three bullet points, guys. You can't see it, but it says moving three times. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty boring. But um, but yeah, we were kicked out of our, our place. You and, weren't kicked out. Come on. That's not fair. That makes it sound like you didn't pay your rent. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So uh, the landlord decided to sell their home. So we had to find a new one. And now me and Kura are out on our own. Your second? My, No. You're so terrible. You're the one who called him that. Ah, that was so long ago. I don't care. He's not my second. (laughs) Anyways. Who's the top? I am. 
<laughs> yeah, you're not. <laughs> what is really so? That's it. You don't have anything. Has anything else been exciting in your life? No, it just moving takes a lot out of you, you know. It, but it's nice. We now have a home in which we're out on our own, and Wait, it's much different. Have you been frogging each other like crazy now? Now that you're alone, is it like you get home and the clothes are flying off? No. Like you're, you get home and like you take your bra off and it goes and like flies behind the couch. <laughs> I don't have a bra. <laughs> I'm not fatigued. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways have you frogged at least once have you broken in the place uh, these are the important questions uh, no no i haven't broken in the place yet. why the fuck have you broken in your bed since you got your new bed years ago yes okay with him yes these are fair questions okay. what about your car no we need to make like a segment called like has rue broken it in yet <laughs> <laughs> like, no that's a terrible segment <laughs> because i'm an innocent fox Bull. in every way <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <sighs> Will he He's actually another ready. one? Is he yep. ready? Yes, I am. Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. All right, today's cookie. I think it's time to redo that one. It is. It's too late to stop climax change. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's too late to stop climate change. In bed with a cookie. <laughs> ah, here you go, Tux. See, here's the fortune. I I don't even know what to say to that. Like, climax change. Like, I'm sitting here just rubbing my cheek. Wouldn't that because be your, so your much better fantastic. on the news? On the news, instead of like, you know, Bill Nye that. talking about like Shut climate up. change, he's talking about climax change. Why did you read it climax change? <laughs> Is it because you're thinking about frogging your boyfriend? Well, I don't know why I'm calling it frogging. You were just, I don't know. Was that like a new sex no, word? No, it's a fucking quagmire word. But like climax change? Is it because we were just talking about you shagging in your car? No. All right. Well, I think it's time for potty break. So, uh, we'll be back. We have found another sucker to come on. I mean, guest. And, oh. yes, yes. And while it initially started as a, a concept for a Don Bluth episode... We can't do a Don Bluth episode right after the last episode. It's just not going to work for any number of reasons. <laughs> so it became Furry Crushes, and then I said, uh, we'll have Cuddle on anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, who are you? I mean, Tug's already said your name, but here we go. Who are you? Oh, well, hello uh, for what it's worth, listeners. I am uh, Cuddle. Uh, I go by the same name on F.A., I'm a bat, and I dabble in writing, audio editing, and crushing on far too many non-existent people. <laughs> you, we also have to add to that that your naughty FA is currently a hot topic in the Telegram chat group. Oh, <laughs> Tugs has been Tugs has been naughty spying Twitter. on me. Naughty Twitter in 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 the lead up to this. 
No, uh, spot. I wasn't. I don't sit around spying. I wish I had. I'm. I remember. I'm depressed playing Mario Kart. I don't have time to go around spying <laughs> on people. Someone retweeted something off of your After Dark Twitter, and I was like, "Is that that Coddle?" As if there's like 500. <laughs> oh God! Wait, which? What did they retweet? I'm curious. Now. I don't know. That was like yesterday. There's been a million tweets since. <laughs> True. <laughs> so why? Uh, so why? I, go ahead. Oh, well, think about it is I've had like three different tweets blow up in the last few in the last few days. And it's really annoying because my phone keeps buzzing and I need to turn it. I need to turn it off because I'll be at work. I'll be like, oh, someone important is texting me. Oh, no, that's not what that is. (laughs) That's Twitter. (laughs) So um, why a bat? Why have you um, what what helped you to choose that particular persona? Well, when I first uh, joined up, I just randomly picked a species. And at first I was a a ring-tailed mongoose because I thought, I don't want to be a fox. (laughs) Oh, come on. Foxes aren't that bad. So much disappointment just went through the world. (laughs) I picked the single most esoteric animal I could think of. But about um, a year ago, I figured that really didn't fit. And um, I wear glasses and I have... Well, my ears aren't Obama-sized, but they're noticeably sized. And um, I thought, scale? you know what? Bat. Obama-sized. <laughs> like, I can't hang glass. Is it like, them. what size are your ears on a scale of like Obama to Dumbo? I have no idea what the ear scale is, and now you make me think about these things. <laughs> <laughs> but I, might, I, might be, I might be closing in on a Will Smith. I, I don't know. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> There's a scale. There's people can see my face. So let's right see. Now. Let's see who's the smallest ears. Well, and the like, smallest uh, hands, but yeah, probably like uh, one of the uh, what's that really fat stooge and the three stooges? He's got like these little nub ears. Trump. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. How, how long have you been batting around in the fandom? Uh, well, my, I think. About three years or so, yeah, about three years or so. But before I, I, I lurked for like not quite a decade, but quite close to it, and I only uh, dived headlong into it about three years ago, and I've been having fun. Do you know Uro the acrobat? Arrow or Arrow the acrobat? Arrow's a bunny. I. <laughs> I think it's Arrow the acrobat. Arrow, it's Arrow. Like it's Arrow. Like in the video game. Oh my god. <laughs> Call I've it. heard of it. People have linked me it on Twitter. Although, um, speaking of bat-named uh, nicknames, and there's no way to say this with it sounding innocent, but I've got a wee bit of an oral fixation. So whenever I go to uh, conventions, I have like a billion starbursts. So people have uh, begun calling me the artificial fruit bat. Mm. <laughs> Rue, it's Arrow because it's a joke. Bats are aerodynamic. Oh, is that what it sense. is? It's Arrow the acrobat? Yes. Okay, That's okay. now two jokes you've bombed. Arrow, oh. arrow. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right, no. so uh, speaking of furry crushes, somehow we are jumping to this gracefully. Uh, we have tons of emails. Thank you, everybody, for sending in your emails. Keep doing it. We like it. So uh, the first email comes from Clunk, and it says, Okay, Tugs and Rue. I just saw Guardians 2, and it definitely rekindled my love for Rocket Raccoon. I guess I'm a sucker for the softy with the tough guy Why exterior. are you saying, reading it that way? Because that's how he talks. <laughs> he can be a real asshole, but he's super insecure and needs emotional reinforcement. I could totally be there for him. Plus, I bet he's ridiculous in bed. 
<laughs> I hear he's got a foot thing, which I can dig. And then there's Pie Dad. Pie Dad. Gideon Gray. No relation to Gideon Graves from Scott Pilgrim. Mmm. Mmm. That sweet, <laughs> simple, southern charm of a fox that clearly samples all the sweet treats he bakes. I could listen to him talk for hours, and I'd eat his pie all day long. Oh, my God. I think my first actual legit furry crush was Fox McCloud. First male crush, too. I remember sitting in my college dorm, playing Star Fox Adventures and diddling myself. No, he didn't say that. And getting hot and bothered listening to his heavy breathing when he was at low health. <laughs> Apparently, he's a little controlling in a relationship, according to the last canon, which definitely wouldn't do. But I wouldn't mind being the fling in Corneria City he visits to let steam off when he's on leave. When I was younger, I fapped a whole lot of fragged fox porn of Sly and Fox. Also, no, his legs were not ever canonically removed. They have G diffusers. They don't need to cut off their damn legs. That's a theory. A game theory. <laughs> I don't know what any of this Thanks means. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't used to crush on human guys at all, probably until I was about 22. All my guy crushes were on furry characters. I've also never crushed on a furry female that I can remember, but I've had infatuations with real-life girls in the past. I guess I transferred from girls to guys in real life through a series of furry guy crushes. Sexuality is weird. Yours, clunk. Oh, so Fox McCloud, the gay gateway drug. <laughs> gay gateway drug. <laughs> there is so much Fox McCloud and um, let's Crystal? see Falco porn out there. Can I have like a three-second rant about Fox McCloud? Go ahead, please. Would you fucking furries seconds. pick a different avatar for fucking Switch? What? <laughs> Thank you. D Yes, I have Fox McCloud. It's All my... you fucking furries. Get original. <laughs> oh, God. What are they going to pick instead? Dry bones? Everyone has an amiibo. It has your <laughs> Dry meat. Bones. Everyone has an amiibo. And that amiibo secretly has a copy of your meat. Did you know that your amiibo has a secret copy of your meat? What one? Any of you amiibo you register has your meat <laughs> on it. I did not know that. I didn't either until I turned on the switch and you do the setup and it goes, do you want to transfer your meat using an amiibo? And I was like, what? And I tapped an amiibo that I had registered. It's like, oh, hey, that's my amiibo. Or my, my me. And I was like, oh, well, that saved me a lot of time recreating my... Because I've had it since the Wii. Anyway, pick something else besides Fox McCloud. <laughs> you know what? That's just, you know, the as far as... As long as Fox I, is still there, he's just I'm going to be there. I'm fine with the character. I just get really... It's hard to pick out who's who when there's 72 of them on my screen. So, Tugs, Tugs, we need to have a conversation real quick. About? About Rocket Raccoon. I, I've i already done one rant. We'll save that rant for later. I, I want this rant now, though. Could we, let's ask Coddle a question, because we've asked him to come off the show. Okay. All right, Coddle. What do you feel about Rocket Raccoon? <laughs> and then we'll defer to Tugs. Uh, well, um... I wouldn't say I've got a crush on him, but I do like him. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and spoiler-free, no I liked it a fair bit. Um, but I wouldn't say I've got a crush on him so much as I do find him incredibly endearing. <laughs> do you have a crush on him? I love Rocket Raccoon. That's not what I asked. Yes, I have a crush on Rocket Raccoon. What are you funny? <laughs> okay, we actually do need to establish, what is a crush? What is it? Is it just like, like, what's a crush? Do I need to go to the Oxford English Dictionary? 
Sure. I don't let's, even know. Let's look at don't the... you have a subscription to that? Hold on. Oxford English Dictionary. Google, take me away. <laughs> Google. Calgon. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what the hell? Like, the Oxford English Dictionary is supposed to be super prestigious, and it's on the slowest website in the world. Fuck that. Oh, it's voice. awful. Right? What was I looking up? Oh, Crush. It's been a long day, guys. Crush. Okay, so the meaning of the word crush is to deform, pulverize, or force inwards by compressing forcefully. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> and what's the second one? <laughs> to violently subdue. <laughs> oh! When you want to crush your crush. Yeah. Um, I think what we're going for is the informal definition. Have a brief but intense fatuation for someone. The girl I had been crushing on sat next to me. So interestingly, uh, in the asexual community, since there's not really like a lot of sexual tension, we call it a squish. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's called a squish. Because it's not quite as intense as a crush. It's a squish. Mm. Like a great. <laughs> That's funny. It also notates that they're usually someone unattainable or inappropriate. So well, that fits. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of un- unattainable. Um, individuals that, um, especially within the fandom, but what are some of what kinds of different crushes are there within the fandom? Um, yeah. Well, I'd say it varies intensely. Sometimes you will, you'll go to someone's gallery, and like every ten or so images, you'll find one specific character popping up again, and then you've got like the full out infatuations for like every single picture. It's just this one or two characters that they really, really love. So I think there's definitely a scale of, oh, I kind of like the look of this person to, oh, my God, I want to jump inside this thing's skin and become them kind of thing. But um, I'd say in general, uh, it's just kind of a mm, infatuation with usually something you, have, you saw in childhood. I don't find a lot of people develop furry crushes later in life, although that's changing now with a lot of the newer media. But um, yeah, it's definitely sort of a scale. So let's define what you could crush about. So you've talked about um, art. What other things can you crush about? Oh, anything really. I find a lot of... Um, I was a, a TA, a teacher's assistant at an elementary school um, in northern Florida for quite a while. And I find that a lot of uh, kids actually end up crushing on characters from books more often than you'd think because you haven't really got like this image like to see if you like it or not. You just create the perfect image of this character in your head. And like they would crush so intensely on these uh, characters. And I remember there was this one kid uh, in the Chronicles of Narnia. There's this little um, mouse guy called Ribachib. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he really, really liked Ribachib. But I was like, oh, 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 you poor little thing. You don't know what you're in for. You don't <laughs> Your future's got to be fine. <laughs> Your future's going to be fine. Eventually, you'll go down to that dark, dark alley where furries are created. I'm just yes. kidding. You'll, you'll go down that rabbit hole and then find the other definition of rabbit hole. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a rabbit hole at the end of that rabbit hole. <laughs> what, what about um, fursuit crushes? Oh, I've only ever had one. <laughs> That's... I don't know. That that's, that can be a little bit stickier because you can kind of actually meet those people. And with a lot of uh, crushes in the fandom, it's kind of an impossible thing. 
but when you've actually got like a physical person inside of the suit that you're crushing on, it can get a little bit more complicated. Um, but I find generally it's pretty harmless. Like people just retweet them on Twitter and things, and they're usually a species that um, you know someone will identify heavily with, or you know it'll be like a fun aesthetic or fun actions in the videos that they post that people really really like. Although, yeah, that's definitely a, a an entirely different sort of beast because you know this is actually a person. Because there's and, uh, there's yeah. definitely lots and lots of fursuit crushes out there. Like somebody's like, oh my gosh, that's my favorite type of fursuit maker, and they have to like 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 or retweet every single you know picture or suit that ends up coming from them because because they like that particular look or. Uh, they like the sex me eyes or from the like, sex me eyes. Yeah, the sex me eyes. From... Is, that, is that what we're calling bedroom eyes now? Yeah, the bedroom eyes. Yeah. Oh my god, the sex me eyes. <laughs> he had given me the worst sex me eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, alas, review. You're a gentleman of words. Well, you know, I I was talking to a friend of mine about this particular subject, and he's like, "Oh my goodness, let me show you my furry crush." Who was and, it? And he shows... It doesn't matter. Bull, it, no, no, the crush. <laughs> uh, the crush? It was a fursuiter. I know who it was. And I was like, okay, you know. Uh, it was like a, a picture of him, like, with a shower, um, like a towel around his waist. And he was, like, holding the corner of the... He was being teased? Yeah, like he was being a tease or Did whatever. Did he have sex me eyes? Uh, apparently he had sex me eyes oh god that's such a phrase (laughs) it's been too long a day sex me eyes oh my goodness (laughs) i feel like that needs to be like followed up by the inception sound sex yeah Uh, oh, that's wonderful. What so, about what about I, character crushes? Because people can just have character crushes, like which yeah. kind of moves between art and fursuit I and think, other stuff. I think this is um, a good point for you to talk about your character crush. I have a character crush. You do, one hundred percent. I have no idea who you're talking. Really? What? You don't <laughs> have a character crush? If you're if you're trying to get me to say bolt, I don't think that counts. Yes, that does. No. He is a character. No, he's an anthropomorphic <laughs> character that can talk. But I don't like have like this like I want to totally get with him vibe. It's more like hero worship. That's totally not. That's a still crush to me. a crush. No, because Chris is like, I really want to like snuggle you to death or something. It's no. it's different for me. No, like no, I think no, the no. intent is different for me. A crush what? could just be like, oh my gosh, I love everything about this thing. Like, Bolt has completely <laughs> changed your life. And so... Sure, but I, 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 that's, I don't know. That's I, feel like my, of... I feel like it's the intention of what I want. Like, I kind of get the feeling. I kind of get the same vibe because um, I really like uh, Mrs. Brisby from The Secret of Nymph. But I wouldn't say I have a crush on her <laughs> so much as I really, really like her. Like, there's a difference, sort of. It's, it's, a, it's a fine line, I'll give you that. But I think there's definitely, sure like, a difference. Yeah, it's for sure nuanced. Like, I can see, like, if you're looking at it, like, from a distance, it would look the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it looks the same. I mean, you have bolt on your leg. Sure, but that's because I don't... Well, yeah, you I just have, tattoo everything You have on my a bolt, bolt shrine and yes. that you pray to every day. Oh, my God, I do not. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that reminds me. I went to Disney World uh, last year, and I went to the largest Disney store in Orlando, and I was so happy to find that they had, like, little bolt plushies. <laughs> yes. Because I hadn't seen them anywhere, and I was like, oh, yay. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't count him as a crush. I, I, it's more. It's more hero worship for me. He symbolizes a lot of what I want to strive to be in terms of quality and character trait. But it's it's not the same as like I've I've had fursuit crushes where I'm like, oh, that fursuit just makes me melt, and I would just please come pet me on the top of my head, come pet the fat <laughs> boy, and like it come won't ever happen. Boy. It won't ever happen. And that that's the the feeling and and like what I'm wanting is completely different from the two. So I'm sorry to disappoint you and everyone else who wanted me to say Bolt is a crush because I probably had like a crush plus hero worship at one point, but now it's totally more like I, I strive to embody a lot of the traits he exhibits. I want to ask a question too, but I, I, I don't want to embarrass you. So you can edit this one out if you want to. Uh, let me get the marker. Okay. What? Oh, oh, bye. All right. So do you have any Bolt porn? Um, no, I know I do. Sure. Okay. Do you fapped any of that bull porn? Not really. I mean, I did when I got it, because, I mean, good porn is good Okay, porn, what but... about um horse, horse three or whatever? Horse three? Well, no, I like horse, horse six two. and eight. What do you mean I horse don't know. three? Horse what whatever. the hell is horse three? I meant horse with a three in... in... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, horse, oh but like the Fran- the guy from France that does the animations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does good animations, of yeah, course. He I, does, look, he does look, bolt look, stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a, I, you're hitting on a good point here, which is like good porn is different than having a crush. Like I'll fap to good porn. I if, I don't care what it is, if, as long as it's not like you know like stuff I'm not into or illegal crap. No, I'm totally gonna fap to good porn. That's that's life. Okay, so does it do you it do even more in the fact that it is bolt? Um, you know, I've thought about that off and on, uh, and no, no, I don't think so. Okay. Also, that's all. as a side note, I kind of want a flag with that on it. I'm gonna fap to good porn. That's life. Tugs. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my line. That's that's uh, that's uh, Sheen's line. You know what? I think it's at this point we should get back on track and read another email. Well, you're the one trying to get me to like admit all these horrible sins that don't I'm, exist. I'm not trying to admit. Horse I just, three. I, I personally eyes. think that you do have a crush on Bolt. I think, I think if we use your definition of the word crush, yes. I think, though, it's a little bit personalized in your case. I want Coddle to do some reading. All right, um, I'll read Wolf's email because I have uh, talked to him on occasion. Let's see. So this is uh, Commander Wolf's email. Hello there, Caster, for what it's worth. Wolf writing in on the topic of fursuit crushes or furry artist crushes. I don't know if I can consider this kind of a crush, but there is one artist whom I really like. Truth be told, his art is how I became enlightened into the fandom. It happened back in 2016, as previously mentioned a while back, after typing up something that was not furry-related that came across one of his pieces. The artist's name, in case anyone is wondering, is Felper. Felper, in case Rue doesn't know how to pronounce it. Don't worry, I got Rue covered. Anyway, I kid, I kid, hands Rue a virtual cookie. But goes by the name of Taco Kurt on for affinity. Since then, I've always wanted to get the chance to commission the artist, and I have, but would like to do it again when his queue isn't overflowing with commission ideas. His user page can be found here if anyone wishes to know. Sincerely, Wolf. I'm totally trying to find his FA page right now. Oh, I, I've roomed with him at convention, so I know Taco Kurt rather well. Um, does but he, yeah, does he go by this Taco Kurt? Oh, of course, um, you would have. I see why you like his art. 
Yeah, uh, of course I would. Um, but um, yeah, it's he's uh, he, I find he's a gateway drug for a lot of people, especially if uh, they have like latent Vori kind of tastes stewing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is slightly different. I'm not sure if it's. I guess you can have a crush on an artist style if that makes sense like i really like the way you draw this kind of thing yes. well that's a little that's a little bit of a different beast but yeah i could see that working on this topic a little bit i he you know now that you've read that i i i'm 100 percent in relation i get this because i totally have an artist crush right and he's I, the thing is so this artist has, has has given me a soft commitment to come on the show and i'm about to blow it up by confessing this hello i'm now <laughs> going to issue very personal commitments or confessions this is how tired i am again um but those of you who follow me in certain social circles um i love brayburn's art oh my god does he do great art oh he does oh and i finally got art from him and like i've been around forever so like i feel like i have a pretty good skill set when it comes to interfacing with artists like hi i would like to give you money this is what i want will you draw it no what do you want to change? What works within your parameters? Like for me, it's like, I want to work as much as I can within your limitations to make this easy for you. And that you'll want to work with me again. And like, I I got to talk to him and stuff and I completely like, it was like, I had never worked with an artist before. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I'm looking at at my friend who traveled. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) Starry eyed surprise. (laughs) Right, and the thing is, is I'm somewhat reasonably confident he's aware of the fact that I'm a little starstruck by him. A lot of starstruck by him. <laughs> um, you felt like a little kid again. No, it's just one of those things. It's like, oh my god, dude, I love your art. I can't believe you're willing to draw for me. Draw for me, please. Have some money. <laughs> draw for me. Have more money. Like that kind of thing, you know? Oh, that's fantastic. And um, like I said, when I was rooming, I roomed with uh, Taco Kurt for. I think TFF and uh, last year's Megaplex and just walking around with them. Um, occasionally people will see his badge and, and you get that. You get that moment when like people who've been in the fandom for a while just turn into teenagers for a split second. <laughs> and um, like the, their eyes go giant and they're like, oh, I, I, I have no idea what to say to you. You exist. I can touch you physically. They don't. But, you know, there's that look in your so, eye. <laughs> go ahead. It's like it's like. um. It's like a fantasy becomes manifest. Like the yes. eyes widen a bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So has anybody crushed on you? Oh, me? Yes. Mm-hmm. What? So um. Explain that if, if you want to explain that particular situation. Um. Being on the other side of being crushed upon. Well, um, as far as it goes, I've, I've got an FA and I've been in the last... In the three years it's been active, it's gotten a little more popular than I thought it would because I tend to have like a very set stable of characters that I tend to get art of, and people tend to fall in love with them in junk. And then I started going to a convention year before last, and um, I, I, I keep running into people, and they're like, oh my god, I love your characters, oh my god, blah, 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 blah. And there was this one person um, who hit me up, I think, on Skype? At the time, I don't, I like just to say this is the first time I've dug out Skype in quite a while to be um, the guest, but uh, they hit me up on Skype and they were like, oh my God, oh hey, you live only two hours from me. I should drive over immediately and spend, and spend the weekend. And I'm like, I met you, I've met you one time. I met you one time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Did, 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 did the sirens go off in your head like whoop whoop whoop? Yeah, little whoop whoop whoop. Yeah, it, it it they did. They and I'm I'm a very nice person generally, so I kind of was like, no, it's not really such a good idea. And I kind of started to stick myself a little. And I'm not gonna say who it is because we do still talk. <laughs> but, um, I know what we would say. If, just to if, say it's go for it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, because uh, so, we do still talk, but like. Being like being in that situation is incredibly awkward, and you really need to know how to deal with it properly. Because it wasn't dangerous in my case, obviously, because he uh, he was just a nice guy who wasn't super, so who wasn't super socially competent. Um, but and you know that's fine. Like some people just need more practice than others, but you do have to be careful with that kind of thing. Because when you do meet people that have a kind of infatuation, it can be a little bit of a dangerous thing. So you just need to kind of have a measured sort of response and know it is okay to say no if you are being crushed upon because it can be a very mm, obstacle course of a thing. Unless you're rude because when people say, oh, I just met you, he goes, I like being anal. No! <laughs> uh, darn it, I wasn't going to react. Uh, uh, okay. uh, but, I, but I've worked with you on the show for five years now and I know how to push your buttons. Uh, you In do. this case, it's Z. You so- do. <laughs> Yeah. Is that the yeah. button that's on Z? It's, it's on Z. <laughs> yes. All right. Now for an email from Levy. He says, "Hello to the cast of For What It's Worth. It's Levy, the Leaky Fennec Fox again, because Rue doesn't know how to read. Leaky. Good oh, job. Leaky. <laughs> Remember, you read his name as Leaky. <laughs> oh my I'm God. so sorry, but it was hilarious. But he doesn't know. So I actually edited the page and then edited it back. I hope y'all are, are doing serious? well. When, <laughs> when I saw that you were planning an episode on the top of top top of topic of furry crushes, my tiny frantic heart jumped for joy in my chest. Now I'm imagining a tiny heart. Don't worry. I saw my doctor. It's all better now. I immediately ran to my desktop to write this email before suddenly realizing that I don't have a desktop. No, no, that's not what he wrote. Before suddenly realizing that I don't have one furry crush, but in fact, five. As a fox, I shouldn't have been surprised. In fact, I feel that I'm falling behind, so I have taken it upon myself to fulfill the basic duties of my species and be as much of a slut as possible. Yay! Wait, I'm innocent. Go ahead. I think it's working out rather well. Any whore. Instead of listing the entire tag list of E621 and Rule 34, I decided to talk about my favorite anthro crush, Ratchet, from the game series of Ratchet and Clank. I thought Ratchet was the robot. Ratchet? No, that's Clank. <laughs> I know nothing. I know, it's not so original. It seems that every fuzzbutt worth their tail is a serious fan of some video game character, but at least I didn't say Tony the Tiger. <laughs> He's great <laughs> In bed with the cookie Okay, go ahead. My deep fascination with Ratchet Developed from my deep-seated passion For mechanics, tells, and the willingness To smack anything whatsoever With a giant metal wrench I am a simple fox with simple needs And wherever I have the urge To blast robots and aliens With ridiculously overpowered weapons While being aroused simultaneously I look no further than my favorite alien fox cat thing, Ratchet, and his snarky companion who gives a flying fuck he's not sexy. Plus, dad ass. Thanks for the great show, Levy the Leaky Fennec Fox. <laughs> he actually did put it in this time as Leaky. Really? Yeah. That he's Leaky? <laughs> yeah, he like, I think he's accepted that. <laughs> he's the Leaky. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What have I done? 
You've created a monster. Uh, Since I get privilege of first response, I will simply say this. I saw a tweet on our Twitter. We read our Twitter, guys. And Kira said, I get a thrill every time I hear any whore. She did. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I do get a thrill. We, we have to point out that it is because of her that any whore exists. It is it's be- her fault. <laughs> Damn it, Kara. Any whore, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ratchet. Um, I get him mixed up with all the other Sony characters. Hold on. Uh, well, then I'll talk about Ratchet. So, Ratchet had a recent movie, Ratchet and Clank. I fell asleep through the movie. I'm so sorry. Doesn't he have a, like, he's a species name, doesn't he? Well, Ratchet is a Lombax. Lamb- yeah, Lombax. That thing. I was going to call him a Lambax. <laughs> a Snorlax? <laughs> <laughs> he's some sort of Pokemon with a, a Lorax? tiger tail. No. Um, you know, I, I like the series. It's a fun series. Um, I don't know. Oh, the movie wasn't good, so you're excused. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I played the recent um, um, video game, and it was was good. It was a good game. And yes, you get to see his butt the whole entire time. That's like every game. What? You know what? You make a good point. I have lots of friends that will play games, like MMOs or whatever, and they're like, I'm going to choose a girl so that way I can look at a girl's ass all the time. You know, that might explain why all the emails about actual character we've had so far but video games because you just get to stare at their butts all day <laughs> yeah, most of it <laughs> do you enjoy staring at cartoons butts coddle as they walk around yeah is this... i plead i plead the fifth i'm sorry what? you thought the constitution worked in this show nope oh oh no uh we're oh. not we're, no i i've got a laundry list of ca- no nope, no nope, no nope. next quest. i'm in the confession nope. pit get in <laughs> oh god <laughs> It's like the ball well, pit. I don't know. I'm if, if you look at my FA page, I'm notorious. I have a notorious uh, tail fetish. So yes, oh. yes, I do. All right. Well, if she doesn't want to start confessing, let me just go ahead and pull that up and have it on standby. Oh, oh don't. Oh, oh. In the meantime, let's go ahead and go to break. And... All right. Wait. Can I make an announcement? Okay. Um, Is it more about Siegfried and Roy? No, <laughs> no. It's or Sherlock. No. Um, we are running out of season, and we have a lot of Fifty Shades of Grey to go. So I'm pretty sure we're going to have double Fifty Shades of Grey from here on out. So enjoy Fifty Shades of Grey, and then enjoy Fifty Shades of Grey later. <laughs> it's getting good. I'm just saying. He's starting. The gin is kicking in. Right? right. Take us away. This has been rude. Just kidding. <laughs> wow. Let's go to break. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Wednesday, May 10th, here are your space headlines. Anyone who listens to this segment will know how often I say that the nature of rocketry is something of a fluid thing. Launches get delayed, programs get canceled or repurposed, funding gets cut, you name it. This is why it comes as no surprise that NASA has officially announced that the SLS will not make its November 2018 launch window. Instead, it's being pushed to sometime in 2019. An official report has been filed detailing the investigation into the SLS's current progress, and it's no surprise that recent events have had their impact. A missed delivery date for the European-made Orion service module and the tornado that struck the New Orleans-based core stage manufacturing facility both contributed to the delay. 
The service module was found to have weak weld points, meaning that they had to go back and make another attempt, pushing back delivery. The New Orleans plant, while it's recovering well, did have to spend a fair bit of time focused on repairs to the facility, delaying construction of the core booster. The Government Accountability Office has filed their report for review, detailing budgeting changes that will come with the delay and other contributing factors. It's not great news, but it's not unexpected. Just touching on something from Committed to Launch, recently SpaceX successfully launched their first ever National Reconnaissance Office payload into orbit. The spy satellite reached its target orbit after a 24-hour delay due to a faulty sensor in the rocket. Because the payload was classified, the usual camera views were not permitted. So SpaceX got a long-range ground-based camera to track the rocket as it flew. And I have to say, the footage it provided was pretty amazing. We can see the stage separation, the cold gas thrusters working to pitch the first stage around for return, and ignition of the second stage. Then you could see as the first stage came screaming back in towards landing zone 1, through its entry burn, descent burn, and landing burn. It's one of the most amazing shots I've seen from SpaceX to date. It touched down beautifully on the ground at Kennedy Space Center while the second stage carried on with deployment under cover of broadcast blackout. I expect SpaceX will be tapped to launch more NRO payloads in the future. More news around SpaceX. Bulgaria is getting ready to see them launch the first ever communications satellite for the nation, and it's going to be on top of the second ever flight-proven Falcon 9. Bulgaria Sat had entered into contract with SpaceX in 2014, and since the success of the SES-10 launch atop Booster 21, seriously Elon, start naming your boosters like your drone ships. A few more companies have expressed interest in flying on a reused first stage. What's interesting is the insurance implications. Since this is only the second time ever to be flown, the underwriters are still a little wary of it, mainly because their customers are. The more they fly, successfully especially, the more people will feel comfortable with it, and so too will the insurers. It's a complex game, this business of changing the world, but SpaceX is working hard to do just that. They plan to fly a total of six flight-proven Falcon 9s this year, two of which will be strap-on boosters for the maiden flight of the Falcon Heavy. Here's to all six of them landing again. A top-secret military spacecraft that's been flying for a few years now just returned to Earth after its fourth mission. The X-37B spaceplane is the Air Force's mini-shuttle, used to deliver payloads to orbit, then return. But that isn't quite how it's being used. It doesn't go up, drop its payload, and then return. It stays up there. The twin vehicles in the program have logged more than 2,000 days in space, and this recent mission concluded after more than 700 on orbit. It has a cargo bay where it stores the deployable solar panel as well as whatever cargo it carries. One mission carried a next-generation hull thruster for testing, an ion engine that's being validated to put on spy satellites. It also had an experimental materials pallet for NASA, designed to test a number of polymers, coatings, and composites while exposed to the harshness of space. The Air Force has assured us that they have no interest in weaponizing the X-37B to use it only to carry scientific experiments. What was unusual about this mission was, instead of landing at Vandenberg, where the three previous missions had touched down, it landed at the Kennedy Space Center's orbiter runway, where the space shuttles used to land. And it did so without announcing its return. The entire procedure, from beginning its deorbit burn to wheel stop on the runway, was completely autonomous, triggered by a ground-based command to return to Earth. The Air Force and Boeing, who developed the vehicle, have established a presence in one of the old shuttle refurbishment hangars to give the X-37B a home base to launch, land, and service in. 
the entire team handling the space plane is extremely excited with its performance and are looking forward to another mission set to be launched later this year. That's all this time. For more on space and space-related matters, check out the social media for all the agencies and companies mentioned. And don't forget to check out my long-form podcast, Committed to Launch, at committedtolaunch.com and at launchcommit on Twitter. If you've got a question about space, send it on in. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, keep looking up, space fans. If you have real, actual spare money you want to throw away, feel free to give it to us on our Patreon. Check out www.patreon.com FWIW and learn how you can buy your way to hearing your name on the air. But not much air. We're not total sellouts. Just one of these days we're just going to switch different book completely. It'll still be Fifty Sheds of Grey, but I'm really just like, I don't know. He touched her sex so sexily with the claw from his, along her walls of the vagina. And then, season three, the fake version. Like, this isn't that fake to begin with. It's, well, it's pretty bad right now, so there you go. If you'd like to hear more of these, please place $5 randomly in an envelope and send it somewhere. Pulling at my nipples. It's so soft. Skimming underneath. It's so unexpected. It's fur! <laughs> That's right, it's a furry edition. A fur glove? As you can tell, if they were furries, fur on fur wouldn't be hot at all. I mean, is there going to be some sort of sponging? Is he sponge-worthy? Christian trails his hand. Trails his hand. He's he's uh he's on this he's out on the trail today. Yeah, he's uh unhurried. Much like the comedy in this bit here. I'd like to apologize in advance, ladies and gentlemen, for the fact that you've had to listen to this for 47 episodes. But I've been drinking gin, and that's all that really matters. He's apparently riding his horse down to my belly. Ah, here we go. Circling my navel, then carefully from hip to hip. And I'm trying to anticipate where he's going next, but the music is in my head transporting me the fur across the line of my pubic hair between my legs along my thighs down one leg up the other dosy do and side to side yeah <laughs> go ladies and gentlemen it almost tickles but not quite more voices join the heavenly choir all singing different parts their voices blending blissfully and sweetly together in a melancholic harmony that is beyond anything i've ever heard i catch one word deuce and I realize they're all shitting in Latin. Oh, singing in Latin. Well, there you go. And still, the fur is moving down my arms and around my waist, back across my breast, dosy doing, nipples hardening, soft touch, I'm panting, and we're done. Hello. 
This is your subconscious speaking. I know lots of you keep paying the bills and thinking about me at the same time. Sheen won't stop talking about it. Well, too bad. You can't have me. This is Fatigue, and you're listening to For What It's Worth. And half of you are crushing all over again. Welcome back from Watering on Urinal Cakes. This is Rue once again, and this is Tugs, and we're back. We're back. I have to say, Watering on Urinal Cakes sounds like a really cool band name. I know, I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, no, it's the plug for our new band, Watering on Urinal Cakes. We're starting a band, I guess. I guess. All right, well, uh, before we get to the important stuff, we have some thank yous to give away. So. Yes, thank you. Yay, from Fatigue. <laughs> I have wanted Fatigue to come on the show, the Bedfellows edition, forever. This is all probably as good as it'll ever get. So, that was awesome. It was awesome. It was so awesome. It's so awesome. It's just as awesome as listening to your voicemail. Every single time that I call <laughs> you, I still just leave it on and just listen to fatigue to your voicemail. It's so awesome. Yeah. what It's, you know, um, Sean is the name of the voice actor, and he's so talented, and I just really appreciate him being willing to work with us and do a little bit for us. And also thanks to Chris for giving him permission. Because, you know, Bedfellows is owned. Copyright. Chris, Sheen, 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 yep. Sheen. Sheen owns the show. Yep. Uh, go buy the Bedfellows game because seriously, guys, if you want more Bedfellows, that's how you're going to get more Bedfellows. All right, time to do this thing. It's time to sell out one more time. That means we're going to worship our Patreon sponsors. So if you don't like this part, skip your player about 30 seconds. Hopefully we're done by then. So... We would like to thank our super duper uber awesome $100 tier patron sponsor, Fido, because really he's giving us 100 bucks a month for the show. That's pretty bitchin', right? What do you... They're, no one's going to hear you nod. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's pretty bitchin'. He's just <laughs> nodding silently. Good job. <laughs> Everyone at home heard that. All right, next up is who's this person you just run i know it's husko who's husko good old husko he slipped twenty dollars in my pocket and told me that he couldn't that i that he wouldn't take it back so thank you husko for donating to the show oh um we don't accept cash donations you have to give them to patreon yes please (laughs) yeah uh we just it's kind of important (laughs) because cash has legs they run away um, while I'm checking to make sure we don't know from anybody else. Um, oh, yes. And, of course, our favorite current person with the name of a potato chip, Doritos Locos. <laughs> Tacos. <laughs> so he's not a potato chip. Let's try this again. Take two. This is really hard with the Soviet theme in my ear this long. Um <laughs> We are also selling out to Doritos Locos Tacos, also known as Docos. But what we love the most about Docos right now is that he's also made that his name on Telegram. So he goes by Doritos Locos. (laughs) Keep it up, Doritos Locos, a.k.a. Docos. 
All right, I'm getting rid of this music. That's our sellout, guys. It's been 30 seconds. Uh, oh, my God. I don't know what's going on with my life. What am I doing wrong with my let's life? Let's go back to crushes. Things that we crush about. Oh, right. Um, okay, so, Coddle, have you died on us yet? I've not Is died. Well, I may have died. This I may be a lich now, just haunting the show forever. Ew. Well, do me a favor. And... He's not a leech, Tugs. He's a lich. Uh, There's a difference. I just want to make <laughs> Moss's email. I just want to say sex eyes. God! Sex me All eyes. Right. Please t- read Moss's email. Don't call our guest <laughs> sex me eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Moss's email. Hey, for what it's worth, cast. And guess, that's me! Yay! So- <laughs> Sorry, my email is getting in super late. So, furry crushes, I have a couple of them. The main one being the thing that got me into the fandom. But before that, a funny story about non-furries having a crush on an anthropomorphic animal character. Who remembers the Lion King 2 Simba's pride? Kovu, one of the main characters in the film, remains one of my furry crushes. However, I remember watching it in elementary school one day, and all the girls in my cache were swooning (laughs) over Kovu. (laughs) My main furry crush... Happens to be Rocket Raccoon. Oh, he's making a reappearance. He's the reason I got into, or I guess found, the furry fandom. I always liked animals and anthro characters. So I'm the local. So I'm in the local comic store one time in seventh grade, and I find Guardians of the Galaxy. This is long before the movies. Anyway, I looked at the cover, and the first thing I saw was Groot. But I skimmed through it and thought it looked kind of interesting, and bought it. I have no idea where the comic ended up, but this comic introduced me to Rocket. He quickly became my number one favorite superhero, and a few comic covers ended up as my phone wallpaper a few times. Fast forward a bit to the end of the eighth grade, and I was Googling for other Rocket Raccoon comic covers, and then, then, I Googled Rocket Raccoon fan art. Oh, you poor soul. There was a ton of fan art, and my family had safe search stuff, so nothing inappropriate. Okay, okay, never mind. Thank God. (laughs) That's how I came into the fandom. Since then, there have been other characters I've had a crush on. Most of those kind of fade away after a bit. Anyway, yeah. Sorry this email is so short. Real life got in the way. But I wanted to write it. I'd okay if this is what you're going for with furry crutches, but this is all I had time to write. Moss. Well, thank you, Moss. I do have to say that that was a actually a right on point size of an email, wouldn't you say? Is yeah, that, yeah. I think everyone's email should be that length. Yeah. yeah, not too long, not too short. I like it. Also, you, I, I, you have graduated from uh, being a furry crush person, being a hipster furry crush person. You like racket before it was cool. <laughs> um, I don't. I, I have a vague idea of how old Moss is, and I suspect he was probably also influenced by Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Probably. Like, Rocket and Groot do pop up in that game a fair bit. But yeah, I, I, I find people who, turn by, who are turned by comic books uh, tend to either get turned by that particular one, or there was another one, and I'm trying to think of the name of what it was. Like, if you grew up in, like, the early 90s and 80s, or think about it is uh, my dad used to do flea markets, um, he fixed TVs back when you could fix TVs, mm-hmm. and he sold them around the flea market. So it kind of made for a childhood of anachronisms. So there's like, in in any flea market with its salt, there's just a giant comic book store somewhere in the flea market, and like some of those covers and the things that happened inside of them, I could see that turning a lot of people. <laughs> hmm. Oh my. Uh, I'm I'm skimming his email because there's there's a lot. I feel like this has a ton of content in like a teeny teeny email. Um, 
I know a lot of people. Oh God, so many people. We've done a whole episode about Lion King. We have. That's like, I can't believe that that's like just like three or four sentences. Like, where are the Lion King fans? Hello? <laughs> cricket, cricket, cricket. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, that didn't even oh. go the way I wanted. I pushed You're it. interesting. There we go. I'm late. <laughs> Good job. There guys. we go. Good job. But yeah, I that's pretty common. <laughs> My sister had a crush on Kovu and she didn't quite know what to do about that. I'm not sure she still does. Oh, your sister did? She did. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you know, the Lion King 2 it was, it was, is decent, you know, um, in, in comparative to a lot of D- Disney sequels that they do that are horrible. So, mm. like, for instance, um, Cinderella oh 3, where the whoa, whoa, whoa. evil step... What? That was the best of the Cinderella sequels. Have that was Cinderella the best one, I'm sorry. Cinderella the second 2. one was awful. Yeah. What? Cinderella 3, you've actually seen it? I have. Yes, I have. Really? Where she, like, the yes, evil it... step... We are not saying... goes back in, like, time? We're not saying it is the pinnacle of Disney animation. We're saying <laughs> of the sequels, it is the best of the sequels. That's it what, is. It, that's not a high bar. That's like saying that shit doesn't smell as bad as that other pile of shit. I'm sorry. Like there's still that, piles of shit. That that to me is like the big pile oh. of shit. No. Where it's oh like, god. You you know what? Wait. You know what it is? Bambi two was the sign that like we were done with these sequels. Oh, that reminds me. I've got. I've actually got a crash, and it's from a terrible Disney sequel, and I'm terrified to say it. Oh, please say it. Tell please us. say it. Oh god, it's such a bad sequel, but I don't know why. Oh god. Well, okay, well, I guess I can't not say it. But uh, you know The Fox and the Hound, too? It's a terrible movie. Oh, yeah. It's terrible, terrible yeah. movie. Yeah, where they, they go to, but, they, they have carnies <laughs> and stuff like that. And just... They go to the carnies, and I had a terrible crush on uh, Dixie from that movie. She's voiced by Reba McIntyre, and I don't know <laughs> why. But the mixture <laughs> of that design and, her, and the southern twang in her voice got me badly. And I feel so bad about it, because the movie's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I loved um, talking about old movies. I really liked, um, let's see, um, Charlie. Charlie from... Oh, Charlie Barkin. Yeah, Charlie from All Dogs Go to Heaven. That was awesome. I liked I liked him too. I don't know. He's got that ugly cute thing going for him. Yeah, <laughs> the ugly cute thing. <laughs> you know what? People, no one said Robin Hood. I can't believe Zootopia. Where's the Zootopia people what the <laughs> fuck what is going on excuse me no you already had a zootopia reference you just didn't catch it okay yeah please please enlighten me um let's see it was one of our first emails mr fido oh, talked yeah. about no, no it wasn't fido but you're right one one i'm just saying i was expecting more for the amount, look, we're talking about crushes. It's supposed to be like this intense, like, I want it. I love Nick. Right? Like, here, here. Okay. Go ahead. Paul. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, in Zootopia, Clawhauser, best crush. Fight me. <gasps> Clawhauser <laughs> is the best crush. See, You're right. Here, here's what, here's my my struggle. It is it is a genuine personal struggle I have with, with furry crushes. Like, not to say I don't have them. I think my problem is that, like, the fandom crushes, like, there's, like, a big, like, Suddenly, everyone's into whatever new hotness. And there's so much exposure to it that I get burned out on it really fast. Tugs is a hipster. No! <laughs> I can't stand not having variety. It's like, I want to be able to click next and not see the same character getting fucked 
a different way. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Hey, no, I completely do understand where you're coming from. I, I get it. Everybody goes through that. And they're like, for instance, I, okay. So the same thing happened to me with frozen. Okay. Oh God. I, I liked frozen. I went and watched. Well, at first I was like, this is a girly thing. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I'm going to see it, but then I gave it a chance and I really, really liked it. But then all of a sudden it was like, Everywhere. It was everywhere. Frozen soup, frozen and... cheese, frozen oh shoes, my God. frozen Rue, shoelaces. You, I, Rue, I just wanted to puke. Like Yeah. Rue, you don't know my struggle. I have a, I have a billion nieces and I end up watching my little seven year old niece on occasion because her mom works a lot. And when Frozen came out, she was like seven, eight, and she had, and so like she had frozen bed sheets, a frozen backpack, a frozen doll in the frozen backpack, and and like so she's sleeping on my couch, and there's just Elsa's face plastered <laughs> over her body, and then she wakes up and she takes her toothbrush out of her frozen backpack. Elsa is her toothbrush. She puts her toothbrush in her mouth, presses the button, and gurgly, let it go, let it go. <laughs> That sounds as bad as when I babysitted kids and they, um, all they wanted to do was watch um, SpongeBob SquarePants marathon. I wanted to kill myself. (laughs) Sorry for those people that love SpongeBob, but I'm Squidward when it comes to SpongeBob. You can't make a joke and diss on a series and have it be an in joke. That doesn't work. (laughs) But it worked for some. All right, what other furry crushes are pretty like standard out there? Um, Crystal. Which one? Crystal from Star Fox. We haven't mentioned her Crystal yet. Crystal from Star. How did no one write that? We've heard about. Yeah, uh, we already talked about Star Fox till we're blue in the face. Crystal? Anybody? Oh, Anybody? Let me Bueller? tell you. Let me tell you one thing that my husky, uh, my boyfriend, is completely against is that is Crystal. Like, what? let me tell you. When Let's it comes, a character for him. When it comes to Smash Brother forums, like he loves watching Smash Brother forums. Like the number one character that everybody's screaming to get is Crystal, and it's like, why? Who cares? Because, because you want to go see in the, great the training mode, boobs, but on the slow mode. It's because they want more vaginas. They want more vaginas. <laughs> They're, you know, I, well, I'm, I'm thinking rapidly through the Smash Brothers roster in my head. It is, it is pretty dick heavy. Like there's a couple, you know, there's a couple characters <laughs> that are male, had, female. I just had a great big image of like All some the of those like Fire Emblem swords, like the ten thousand oh. Fire Emblem characters. Right? Yeah. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's some there's some characters that are like both, but like it's still pretty dick heavy. Like, oh, also, uh, there's a friend of mine who may listen to this who has a huge crush on Crystal, so I have to point it out and say, "Hi, you're trash." Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a little bit harsh. <laughs> Oh, Anybody that loves it. Crystal, you know what? You're a... you're awesome. It's fine. <laughs> I guess maybe for me, I just never played that particular. Like Star Fox Adventures was such a, as far as what I understood, it just it didn't get the hype what about at that Gadget? particular time. I just didn't get into it. What? Gadget. Gadget? Oh, oh from Gadget? Rescue Rangers. From Rescue Rangers? Oh, yeah. I totally have a thing for Gadget. She's some awesome. Times, oh, yeah. Some crimes. Okay. Now I, I I just googled furry characters. It's like I have all these characters like in this one meme picture. Admittedly, um, I remember I had a little bit of a crush on Gadget because again I've got a little bit of a tail thing, and she occasionally picks locks with hers, and I was like, oh, that's neat. What about um, 
what's her face? Animal Crossing secretary. No, I don't have anything. Oh, for her. Uh, what's the mayor? The, the mayor's assistant? Bitch. Doggy? <laughs> her name's Bitch Isabel. because in Mario Kart she it's, hits it's, me a lot. It's Isabel. Yeah, Bitch. I mean, <laughs> also, fair warning. Fair warning. I was a TA for years, so all of my curse words have been replaced with desserts. So, <laughs> for a split second, I didn't understand what you were saying. What about Lola Bunny? Oh, Lola, Lola Bunny. Bunny. Oh, that's a popular one. Yeah. What about Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Roger Rabbit's popular. He makes me laugh. Bunny Rabbit. The Undertale cast. I have not played Undertale, so I can't name a name. Sorry. Tutorial, probably. Oh, you're Tutorial's gonna have, a big one. like a whole bunch of like people emailing tugs like you haven't played Undertale? Oh my gosh, you need to play Undertale. No, uh, I, I haven't played Kart. it either, and when I said that on Twitter, someone bought it for me and I haven't played it yet. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, what else? Ru- I haven't played it either. Rouge I'm the sorry. Bat. What? Rouge the Bat. From Sonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what about Bartoff from Anastasia? Is that what it is? Oh, bat bat time. I don't know what's going Although, on. Although, um, you know, um, a character who doesn't get or, a lot of love, and I, and I have a crush on him, uh, Basil from uh, The Great Mouse Detective and Radigan. Mm. Ooh. Klonoa? And what about King K. Rule? No, you're so into that. <laughs> Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper? Well, somebody already said Sly Cooper. Okay, just making sure. Um, Tails. I had a... I had a pretty yeah, bad crush on the random squirrel from Sword in the Stone who broke my child, who broke my tiny child heart. That's right. <laughs> but... You initially emailed in, and then you were picked for guests, so we recused your email. You oh know... yeah, I mentioned that. <laughs> you, you know, for me, it would have to be Matthias. Matthias. I love Redwall. Matthias. Redwall. Redwall's awesome. I, I like Clooney Redwall. for no reason. Clooney. 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 I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Uh, sorry, I know I'm... Not George Clooney, but... <laughs> I love George Clooney, he's the best. <laughs> Look at that chin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, oh, that doing? nose just has an amazing curve. Uh, wow, there's so many characters. How come no one's mentioned... How come no one's mentioned the Clop and Sing Parade? I mean, ponies. <laughs> That's because ponies are dead. They're on their last season. No. <laughs> just kidding. I thought so, too. Ah, no. I thought they were on their last season. Mm-hmm. Moogles. <laughs> Oh, Moogles from Final Fantasy? I have a bit of a crush on Moogles. I think Moogles are cute. I've been drawn with a Moogle palm. Oh, a friend of mine, Ocean Otter, has a Moogle uh, daiki. And it's adorable. Oh. What about chocobos? Do, 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 I don't do, get do, into birds do, do, do. myself. I, I Birds are horny fuckers, though. Like, dude, do you want to get some action? Go to a bird. What about um, Jex the Gecko or whatever? Gex? Gex. That... That was a while ago. What about um, Dust? Or, or what about, oh, Dust? Oh, you know who I had a crush on growing up a little bit? Uh, that dinosaur from uh, We're Back. <laughs> a dinosaur story? A dinosaur story. <laughs> oh, Rex, I think his name was. He was big and bouncy and he looked very huggable. I'm going through this. Uh, I'm rapidly trying to find characters. Uh, come on, Rue. We're, we're having um, fun. Okay, fine. Land before time. Littlefoot. No, no. Disallowed. <laughs> Disallowed. <laughs> what about what what but but what about um Petrie? <laughs> oh god. That's not that it's a furry crush, but no. and then Sarah uh, or, or maybe the shark tooth. 
Yeah, the shark tooth. Oh, God. <laughs> um, let's think of some other movies. Secret of Nim characters. They're pretty Oh, awesome. Miss Frisbee. Oh, she's, she's so nice. She's so cute. Oh, my goodness. I like mice. Oh, um, Miss Bianca from The Rescuers. I do love The Rescuers. I especially love the porn in The Rescuers that nobody knew about. <laughs> How about the... Oh, yeah, the secret one frame of the topless woman. <laughs> How about the Tasmanian Devil? There are people who have the hots for him. And oh, or Duchess from so uh, Aristocats. I don't know, anyone voiced by Jaja Gabor. <laughs> what's, the, what's the problem for me? Isn't she still alive? Is she? No, I'm sorry. Not Jar Jar Gabor. Eva Gabor voices the Disney characters, and Eva Gabor is dead. <laughs> oh, no. Jar Jar did die. She died in December. How did I miss that? What? Aw. Oh. Oh, all right. That's sad. Thank you, Jar Jar. You were awesome. Um, Felicia from Street Fighter? Amateras. I'm pretty sure that's that Street Fighter, but I don't know. Don't the likes Crystal oh. likes fighting games, and he's going to want to punch you. Kamari. Really? Final Fantasy X. What about Stitch? Uh, Tigress from uh, Ty- oh, Tigra from the Wonder Woman comic books, and I think the Justice League cartoons. <gasps> Wolf Link. <laughs> oh, see, that was one like I I I had heard about it, and I played Twilight Princess, and that happened, and like suddenly everyone in the room had a boner, but me because I was like, I'm playing, you know, I'm trying to do the thing, the serious moments, and everyone's like, I I, I need to go do something. I'm like, you guys are terrible people. I'm playing this game. <laughs> this is not the time. I need to get back to the sword. Red 13. <laughs> I'm going to say a new one. What? A new, but what? an old one. Beast. Oh. Did you hear? Did You heard everyone. I'm sure everyone's heard, but um, what's her face said? The actress. I Her name is suddenly eluding me. Uh, uh, Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Is Hermione. It? Oh, Hermione, uh, uh, I'm blanking on her name, too. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? Hermione Granger is played by... Emma Watson. It is Emma Watson. Emma Watson. She told you guys. She was, she's all like, the beast is hot. Like, she was totally like, dude, I'd do him. (laughs) She was like super open. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you would do him. Uh, Oh, that reminds me, Eddie Redmayne said he had a crush on Nala. (laughs) During... See, uh, what else? Uh, Tales is twenty nine in this list. Can you believe that twenty nine? Oh, there is more porn of Tales than anyone else. True, he's a uh... Tales is. I would have to say Tales is one of my crushes. Yeah, is he? Yeah, True. he is totally. Interestingly enough, I'm the one in the room with a tail fetish, and I've never had a crush on Tales. But I don't really have a thing for the, his two tails. Like, it's not like, oh, my gosh, the two tails. He can fly with it. Oh, you know. I'm, How does that work anatomy-wise, do you think? He's a magic fox. Every Pokemon ever. Lucario. Oh, or that brand new one, the the lion thing. that The lion thing. I don't know what it is. Oh my god, the, that's so funny. The, the, re, the luchador furry lion thingy. Everyone's everyone's poke daddy. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a crush, uh, but I who I really kind of enjoyed seeing on screen and I wanted to give him a hug maybe was that that kid that has the birthday in Robin Hood the bunny. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's cute. Oh, you know who I had a crush? Oddly enough, Sir Hiss in that movie. I've oh, I have a thing for him. I like him. Yes, he, 
He's super cute. I have a bit of a thing for hypnosis too, so that does, that did not help. Oh, surprised we haven't seen Ka yet. Mm. Ka from Jungle Book. Yep. Yeah, I totally went there. It's like Baloo and ah oh, that oh, monkey oh God. Just if, turns if, me on. Um, just kidding, just kidding. Oh God, there's this friend of mine who loves Jungle Book to death, and if he and if he's listening to this episode, he'll die. Anything <laughs> 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 Jungle Book related? No, I'm totally, totally crushing on the rug from Aladdin. Like, seriously, I love him. I just want to, like, <laughs> paw off to, like, rug porn. I'm a tassel sexual. <laughs> You're a tassel <laughs> Now imagining Rue with like, little tassels on his nipples going, woo. I just, and his I just... three Homer hairs going, woo. With it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, with puns. All right. I think we're ready. for. Are we ready for final thoughts? We are. Okay. So do you have final thoughts on Furry Crushes, Coddle, or would you like a moment to think about it? Because we totally have a thing we can stall with. Um, I could probably uh, go out with it. I'd say um, generally a lot of times as far as crushes go, um, it's kind of a lot of people's first experience with sexuality at all. And sometimes it's with a person and sometimes, you know, it's with a random cartoon and most of the time uh, these feelings start when you're about 12 or 13 and some of the most accessible people in your life happen to be animated or on tv or there's an element of removal from yourself it makes it kind of safe in a way mentally and i think that's not a thing to be ashamed of because i remember someone was in a was in a chat with me and they said actually that their first crush crush ever and they were a younger person uh, was Bolt, and this other person came, and they were saying, like, oh, that's so sad. And I'm like, what? Aww. No. And I'm like, that's a jerky thing to do. But, you know, I think don't be ashamed of how you feel about certain things. One of the best things about the current uh, world we live in is that there's always a place to go where people feel the same way you do. And even if you feel like a bit of a weirdo for liking a random character or whatever, someone else in the world feels the exact same way. And even if it's some super niche character who appears for like one second and one frame of animation, it's all right. It's it's how you express that kind of warm, butterfly, squishy, jam in your belly feeling. And if you want to feel that, feel that. And that's fine. <laughs> express that how you want to express that and don't let anyone shame you for it. This episode is a show bonus. Check the show notes page on forwhatitsworth.com for download links. Hello, and welcome to Get Psyched with Dr. Nuka. Quick, what are the first words that come to your mind when I say spider? Go ahead, say them out loud. I'll wait. Okay, now, let's think about what those words were. Maybe you thought of bug or insect, even though spiders aren't technically either of those things. Maybe the words black or fuzzy came to mind, because you were thinking of examples of tarantulas. Or maybe the words scary and gross came to mind. If you're afraid of spiders, it makes sense that you would think of those words. But even if you like spiders, chances are you may have thought of the words scary or gross too. Why is that? Your answers are based on something psychologists call implicit bias, the automatic associations your mind makes before you've even had time to fully process the question. To fully understand where these answers come from and why they matter, you first need to know a bit about how the brain works. In a nutshell, 
Your brain is made up of billions of interconnected neurons, specialized cells that activate and communicate with one another when certain conditions are met. This network of neurons is how we store information. In simple terms, somewhere amidst your billions of neurons, you've probably got a handful that activate in response to spiders. Whether it's seeing a spider or hearing the word spider or feeling a spider crawling up your arm, when these neurons activate, the concept of spider is active in your mind. Now, one of the interesting traits of this neuronal network is that activating one node will affect how and whether other nodes become activated as well. This is because, over time, the connections between related neurons become reinforced by being repeatedly activated. So for example, maybe you've seen hundreds of spiders in your life, and most of the time they just happen to be black. Because the neurons for spider and the neurons for black get activated at the same time over and over and over again, they start to become associated with one another. Because of this, when the concept of spider is activated, the concept black becomes easier to activate as well. It might even activate automatically. In a similar vein, because spiders and insects have so many traits in common, they're both small, they have lots of legs, and they cause similar emotional reactions, the concept of spider may automatically activate the concept of insect or bug. And if you, or the people around you, often react to spiders with fear, it makes sense that the concept of fear would become active when the concept of spider is also activated. Even if you're not afraid of spiders, seeing others react with fear over and over again may be enough to form that implicit association in your mind. Okay, so we've got these neural networks where activating one concept causes other concepts to automatically become activated too. So what? What was this thing about bias? Well, depending on what else activates when you activate a concept, it can change the way you think, feel, or behave. For example, if you feel something crawling up your arm, you might think spider. And if the concept of fear is automatically activated when the concept of spider is activated, your initial response may be to panic and try to get that spider off of you. Remember, this association is automatic. It's happening at the level of your neurons. We're talking milliseconds here before you've even had a chance to fully process what's going on. Implicit biases are fast, automatic, and largely outside your control. Now, maybe two or three seconds later, you realize, wait a minute, this species of spider is completely harmless. It can't even hurt me. This is an explicit attitude. It's a lot slower and more deliberate than an implicit attitude. In other words, you actually have control over explicit thoughts. So even though your implicit attitude may lead to one reaction, your explicit attitude can override it just a few seconds later. But if explicit attitudes can override implicit ones, why do we even care about the implicit ones in the first place? Well, it's because we don't always override implicit biases. For example, if you only have a split second to make a decision, your reaction is going to be based on your automatic implicit biases not your explicit attitudes, which are much slower. Or, if you're really, really busy, like you're multitasking or just distracted, you may not have the mental resources to devote to overriding your implicit bias. Or if we're talking about behavior that you're not really paying attention to, like your facial expression or your body language, this too can be influenced by implicit bias. In fact, numerous studies have shown all of these effects are true. Psychologists have shown, in the lab and in the real world, that implicit attitudes drive your behavior when you're not paying attention 
or when you're busy and distracted, or when it comes to behaviors like body language. Now, when it comes to reacting to spiders, it's not really a big deal whether your behavior is based on your implicit or your explicit attitudes. But when it comes to dealing with people, it becomes a lot more important. For example, explicitly, you're probably not a racist or sexist person. You probably believe, like most people do, that people should be treated equally, not based on the color of their skin or their sex. However, whether you like it or not, your brain automatically makes connections to race and sex based on what you see around you, the media you consume, the things you see and read and hear about on a daily basis. As a result, when you hear a word like black, your brain may automatically activate concepts like African American and evil. Not because you're a bad racist person, but because you grew up in a culture where Darth Vader and Voldemort just happened to be wearing black. And to your credit, you probably override these automatic implicit biases all the time, since your explicit attitudes are that people shouldn't be judged based on the color of their skin or what they're wearing. However, in situations that involve split-second decision-making, like a police officer deciding whether or not to shoot someone who's a potential threat, implicit biases are going to drive their behavior, not explicit attitudes. And this is why it's so important to be aware of our implicit biases. We can also apply this concept to furries and the furry fandom. Whether we know it or not, our minds form all sorts of implicit biases, whether it's connections we make about people of different genders, different sexual orientations, different races, or even between different animal species. Over the years, you've probably formed some automatic associations about wolves, foxes, cats, dogs, dragons. This could very well affect how you interact with furries who have different fursona species, especially in situations where you don't have time to process and override these biases. The take-home message is this. We've all got implicit biases. They're natural byproducts of the way our brains learn, by making connections based on the world around us. Acknowledging that we have implicit biases is not the same thing as saying, I'm a horribly sexist, racist, awful person who just hides it really well. Instead, it just means recognizing that we have mental blind spots, so to speak, and that we need to take steps to avoid situations where our implicit biases drive our behavior rather than our better judgment. This has been a quick look at the psychology of implicit bias. I'm Dr. Nuka. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Get Psyched. a reaction to the show topic so far? We want to hear about it! Send your response to this episode and get involved in the discussion. Cast at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com. We will read your comments in the next release. For What It's Worth brand goods and services will not be heard tonight so that we may bring you this special report. The Furry Infection. Loyal listeners to this program may be aware of a scourge sweeping the nation, threatening the sanctity of wholesome families, and striking terror into the hearts of red-blooded Americans everywhere. You might have seen this plague at your local luxury hotel, gathering to spread their unclean ways. Yes, the furry infection is spreading. And recently, this vicious infestation has managed to sink its nefarious hooks into one boozy barrister, a respectable attorney known for his column in which he discusses the everyday dealings of the life of a lawyer usually in comedic fashion. Mothers, don't let your kids read this until they're older. He gets awfully saucy. 
While researching material to write a new article on, Brucey happened across an interesting incident involving a sovereign citizen and his role amidst the disgusting ranks of the fairy menace. Brucey was all too happy to eviscerate the so-called sovereign citizen, and rightly so. But it attracted a great deal of attention from the dreaded Scourge, emboldening them to reach out and contact him. An invitation was extended to one of their tawdry gatherings, referred to as Furthermore. And Boozy, unaware of what he had made contact with, accepted. What followed was an alcohol-fueled parade of fur, feathers, and scales, the likes of which no decent citizen should ever have to be subjected to. They welcomed him as one of their own, and within all too short a time, Boozy was bestowed his own persona, as the deviants refer to it. By day, he is Boozy Barrister, attorney at law. But by night, he is Boozy Badger, Twitter fiend, diving deep and headlong into the twisted realm that is the fairy fandom. And the infection has not stopped there. Others in close proximity to him have begun making their transformation into members of this wretched hive of scum and villainy. Who knows how much further his assimilation will reach, consuming more and more of our sacred legal system. If not stopped, this new asset to their dark and terrible plot could actually begin to pass legislation, such as the legalization of Aou. That would be a dark day indeed. Be on your guard. The very menace is everywhere and could strike at any time. They could be right there, in your neighborhood, lying in wait to pounce. It could happen to anyone, even you. And to Brucey Badger, I say this. Welcome to the club. Lovely to have you. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. And now we're back. I Hi. I was coming back. You, you weren't coming back. You're a thief. I stole it. I am a rogue. I go stabity stab. Uh, At least that's <laughs> what I play in D and D. Uh huh. Uh huh. I play a little kitty cat that goes around and pets his little mouse, and its name is Food. I didn't know you play. Oh yeah, you do play Dungeons and Douchebags. I do play Dungeons and Douchebags, mm-hmm. and I, uh, going and I, pillaging the villagers. Go ahead. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is time for this button. All right, we've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. Yay, it's that time again in which we will be reading emails that have been sent to us that doesn't go on topic whatsoever, but we are reading them because we love you. So, right. our next email is from Anifer. Anonifer. Yeah, Anonifer. And they said, So, my opinion on the matter um, have changed over the years. The matter being bestiality and zoophilia. Oh. Um, it's the thing I admittedly used to be into. And, well, still am. Um, when I was younger, I didn't know better. I used to look at porn of it, etc., um, which I suppose isn't the worst thing when it comes to this kind of fetish, lol. Anyways, I eventually realized it's pretty messed up, wrong, and have avoided it since. I still consider the topic a fetish of mine, but I only look at it in art, digital, um, CG-type forms. It just sucks because I can't really talk about it or I get grouped into it, grouped in with super shitty people. Now, Cottle, what about your bestiality habit? My, my what? No. <laughs> 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 this show is entrapment. 
Um, what did you expect? <laughs> this is not a topic I know a super large amount on, but I think that that kind of self-awareness of yourself is very important. And I've never really begrudged people for their kinks because I find a lot of times you really can't help what you're into. It's kind of something that you form when you're a smaller, younger person. And while you can kind of avoid it, what you, what, you know, turns you on, turns you on for life pretty much. Um, And, you know, that doesn't automatically make you a bad person. But I think being aware of yourself and being aware of um, the, you know, ramifications of liking a thing or how that might affect people's view of you is kind of important to function within the world. But I would say don't degrade yourself for having those kinds of thoughts because everyone has thoughts they can't help. Everyone has thoughts they're ashamed of. I think so long as you do act inside the law and you realize um, when your kink could hurt somebody or some animal or something of that nature and you take steps to not do that, that's all that can be asked of you. So, Cuddle, I, I did want to ask you real quick. Don't don't you feel like the tastes in, you know, in things that you're into, like, can change? Because you mentioned in there, you said that, you know, once you're into something, you're always into something, right? Well, I wouldn't say that exactly, but I'd say, like, the kinds of things that you try to repress, that tends to make them stronger. <laughs> what do you think? Like, my own tastes have changed um a little bit like i wasn't really into vore when i got into the fandom i wasn't really into hypnosis as much but i think through just the association with the other things i liked those things kind of grew on me but i don't think i've ever quite totally and completely stopped liking something and i don't really have any uh kinks that can be considered you know in the deep dark closet no one talks about but um i find that with those kinds of things, like I know people who are into uh, snuff, hemophilia, like I write commissions for not a side living, but like as a way to make extra money for groceries and things. And you meet a lot of people with a lot of really strange kinks doing that. And they're lovely people. They're super nice people. But sometimes they like these things that are considered dark and dangerous and a oh, wall off the lepers, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think that's the what that's the right way to react to it because if you hide something away then the people who have those thoughts hide away with it and if they can't talk about it how are they supposed to you know especially for the younger people who are just coming into themselves how are they supposed to learn how to act accordingly if we hide it away all right ready for the next email that was perfectly spoken oh my absolutely God, you're so well articulated okay I'm gonna uh, I'm passing Jax's email to you because D's is rather long so Take it away, Coddle. Okay. Hey, Castor, for what it's worth. I recently just started listening to your podcast, and I love it so much. Recently, my boyfriend told me he was a furry. I really had no idea about this fandom, but it was something very important to him, and I wanted to be a part of it. I created my persona, and I've totally embraced the community. Yeah, I enjoy. Um, I even enjoy the porn. Blushes. So, I guess I've been furry all along and just didn't know it. Neither me or my boyfriend have fursuits, nor do we feel we need them. My main question is, how can we do furry things together in our sex life? I really haven't been able to bring my fursona into the bedroom because I don't really know how. Any whore. <laughs> Any advice would be very much appreciated. Much love to Ruin Tugs and everyone else. I'm everyone else. Um, I, as an asexual, <laughs> I am totally out of my depth, depth on this question. So. <laughs> you can give all the advice, uh, right? 
You know, okay. I I saw this email and I I felt like Doctor Ruth. You guys know who Doctor Ruth is? Yeah, yeah, like that the old, sex lady, that the really short sex lady. Yeah, she's like super old. She's like ninety nine, and she's like, yeah, stick it in. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> I bet you she talks like that too. Um, I saw this email come in, and I was in a meeting, and it was on my on my watch. I was like, oh, someone wants to ask about sex, and so I I read it, and I started replying like right there, which is not, I don't normally reply to emails like. Out of mm-hmm. out of show, uh, just because you know it's fun to do it here. Um, but it was just such a fun email, and I replied and I said, you know, there's there's layers that you could do. So boys and girls, if you want to know how to be furry in bed, and Cottle's gonna start going, oh, this is so boring. Uh, Maybe that should be our next topic: how to be furry in bed. That it would be a good one with the cookie. No, God. <laughs> Because I do this show, every time I say in bed, which I do randomly, people always go with a cookie. Thanks for ruining my life. You're welcome. Um, ruining your life. <laughs> I, there's a couple things you can do. Um, things that don't cost money, which furries love, is um, you can call each other by species name. So a lot of people will call each other my kitty, my puppy, my bear, whatever. Uh, that's my husky. one thing. My husky. Um, you can you can ramp it up now. Here's the thing. Um, I in my through in my experience, Rue, you you can correct me if you've had different, but mm-hmm. like I don't know why people think that when you're having sex that like you need to go to the fucking library. Like, why is everyone trying to be as quiet as possible when they're doing it? Um, Do because get- because I mean, sometimes people are like, oh, my roommates are next door. I have to be quiet. Well, no, but like even when you're like out in the woods or at a hotel, <laughs> people are like, shh. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing. Sex is happening, <laughs> right? Do you do you have you experienced this? All I can say is. Be as loud as the hell you want when you're making yes. love. Yes, yes. When That's you're making thing. love. Pe- people, <laughs> I don't know if it's a vulnerability thing or what, but here's the thing. Make noise. Like, if you want to make it free in bed, make fox noises. I don't know what those are like. Make fox noises. Make dog noises. Make whatever the fuck species you are noises. Growl. It'll feel weird. And I told them this. This It'll feel kind of weird at first. Nibble at their neck. Yes. You know, little do the things Nibble at species their ears. would do. <laughs> and go with it it'll feel weird at first but then the other person here's the thing is you'll feel weird and they'll probably go that's kind of hot and then like suddenly it's it's like the best sex ever so go with it now if you want to spend money um if you have spare money send it to for what it's worth no um bad can, dragon toys <laughs> bad dragon toys you can get if you're a male cock sheaths you know so if you want your penis to look like an animal's penis. They've got you covered at Fetish Zone. We are not getting sponsored. Um, they have underwear that has like little furry sheets. <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> Sorry, oh man. God, I'm afraid. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if you really want to get up there, then you can finally go to Mersuits and stuff. But there's there's little things you can do um, now. Some people like to put on furry porn, um, like um, slideshows on the TV. I've actually. Um, seen that that's worked for somebody before mm-hmm. or or you could be like ruined just go to a weirdo hot tub place that everybody's swimming in each other's soup hey you know what i like going to the hot tub i think that's it's sexy gross. i so a lot of people don't know what this hot tub is i go there with a group of friends close people that i know and, and swim in each other's jizz it's fantastic it's, are there wait do ladies I don't go to swim yeah the ladies go so there's there like ladies in the water <laughs> oh good this is gross i'm gonna read d's email people can't oh come God. in a hot tub 
It, it can. They can, but I, it's really hard. Oh, goodness. Oh, People goodness. can. <laughs> anywhere. Also, I've, I have to say, um, as an asexual, an I don't actually box. find sex boring. I find uh, it's quite interesting to hear all of this from an outside perspective. It's like... <laughs> uh, it's like it's like being a weird scientist. <laughs> this is super amazing to you. you know, seriously, people will people will will come anywhere. Rue. I don't know what world you live in, but if you people can get off, there's chlorine in the water tugs. Oh yeah, uh, Google desert jellies and then don't 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 blame me for what you find. And besides, it's just a little bit extra protein in your system. So what I've been <laughs> I've been around enough to know that when someone says Google it, that's a that's a trap. Oh um, God! Seriously, you're swimming around in lady juice. Oh Tugs, God! I don't know why you brought this up. Because I want everyone to remember the hot tub. Okay, D's email. Hi, D. Welcome to the show. Uh, he says this is a great way to introduce him. <laughs> Lady Jizz, there you go. I've never told the story before, uh, and I feel a little nervous about telling it, but I think it might help somebody somewhere. I've spoken about having been bullied when I was a kid. I grew up hating myself, having internalized all the taunting and general negativity that bullies forced upon me. To briefly recap, after graduating and between temp jobs, I found a time while I took care of my aging mother wherein I could finally depressurize, turn my anger back outward, and let it go. This was when I first got into furry, when I was trying to reinvent myself, which is why I chose to be an otter. Otter was the kind of person I wanted to be. But I couldn't change my body image. Rue, it's the body image email we wanted. Because I'd been fat, even as a kid, references to how fat I was featured in every bully's taunts. Now, every mirror reminded me their taunts were true. I was ugly, disgusting, sexually absurd. Nobody would want me. Nobody ever could. As I got older and older, it only reinforced my bad self-image. Every mirror said sexually absurd. I gave up. Then I went to my first munch, which is a casual meet for groups of kinks of various kinds. Um, I went in. I went because I wanted to understand the characters in Kinky World that I love to write about, so that I could make better furry porn. And I learned they're pretty nice people. The first people I went, I met, were a scrawny, scraggly, snaggletoothed old guy and two gorgeous young women that he called slaves. They clearly adored him. More people came in, people of all shapes and sizes, most ordinary looking. Ordinary was not the word for the woman who apparently organized the monthly meet. She was short and twisted. Dwarfism, I guess, but I didn't ask. Ugly by most standards. It was her birthday. She got lots of presents, including an adorable gorilla plushie, and it was clear that everybody loved her. Before I left, she insisted on a hug. Well, of course I hugged her. Anybody who'd earned that much love must be worthy of my respect, too. For what it's worth. I came away from that munch with a new insight. It doesn't matter what you look like. You're bound to be attractive to somebody. You just have to be available and ready to return their affection when it comes for you. Since then, I have had trouble applying this insight to myself. Let's face it. I'm not in the highest percentile of desirability. But I should probably say when somebody wants me, I'll be able to fight my first reaction to dismiss their desires kidding. I only hope other furries can learn this lesson while they're young and much cuter than they think. Finally, one quick thought about the bestiality episode. Common sense would tell us that it's ridiculous to think cross-species sex would interest any species other than ours. Even if they did, they can't say. So in so many words, how would you know? But consider bottlenose dolphins. They're famous for sticking in any hole that doesn't bite back, including sharks, eels, lost planks of wood, etc. There are rumors about dolphins and swimmers. I don't know about documented incidents. So consensual is not impossible. 
It's still a kink to tread very carefully around, though. If I recall correctly from IARP, bestiality is about as common in furry as it is the general population. Best wishes, D. Okay, I just spent three minutes talking. I'm handing this to someone else. All right. Well, I'd say the desirability point is uh, a very good one to make because, you know, body image is a problem that everyone outside the fandom, inside the plan, inside the fandom and on other planets probably struggles with because unless you're a really confident person, you're never going to look the way you want to. Like, I'm... I've I've been told um, on occasion that I that I'm not an ugly person by any stretch of the imagination. But when I look in the mirror, because I do uh, have minor depression, I'm like, oh god, you have a pimple there. Oh god, you haven't shaved in a while. Oh god, you wear a hat too much. Oh god, you look terrible without the hat. Blah 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 blah. And I think generally, um, even if you're not traditionally good looking, like you're good looking to somebody. That's the point. That's the line I loved in this email. Everyone's attractive to somebody, even if you're three feet tall. You know, somebody out there is into that. <laughs> and even if, and even if that's not the case, someone will love you for what you are. And um, I think we can be our own worst critics. And you really need to turn that nasty little inner demon off and uh, cut yourself some slack. I am attracted to people. Um, I'm, I'm attracted to people's personalities. You know, the people. Um, that you are inside the person that you are inside that's what i'm attracted to you know it doesn't matter um what you look like to me as long as you're a good person um and that you're good to me and that you're good to other people that's what attracts me to an individual not if you're a great big huge tall person not if you're a woman not if you're a man um of course i do have things preferences and everybody does you know things that things that you like, and um, I mean, I I have my um, things. I, I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, who would fall in love with somebody that looks like a a twelve year old kid that has like these boobs? Have you been on the internet? Uh, well, oh my god! I would like to tell creeper. you about the internet. Exactly, exactly. That's the thing. There's some people that are like, "Oh, dude, I really want to rub your belly," or "Oh man, you look like you're like, like it, you, you want some candy." There's some yeah, or you want some candy <laughs> type thing. Like I, I'm like, oh god. it's it's cute. Okay, I I get it, but at the same time, it's like, and yes, I'm a kid first, so I play the kid first stuff. But at the same time, there's sometimes that it it gets a little bit creepy sometimes. I yeah, I can get that. And um, I kind of, this isn't on the same level at all, but um, I'm African-American and the fandom skews extremely, uh, skews extremely Caucasian. So, you know, on occasion, like, um, I kind of feel like, uh, like I kind of stick out <laughs> at conventions. I'm like the one uh, chocolate Oreo in the vanilla Oreo bowl. <laughs> You are the coffee in my cream. <laughs> I am. I have the coffee in the cream. <laughs> so you know, um, on occasion, you know, it's kind of, it can make you feel kind of out of place and kind of. Um, I don't say I feel ugly, but you know, like, oh God, I don't mesh. I am the other in this group. And, you know, it can be disheartening, but like people don't care if you get down to it. People do not think as badly about you as you think about yourself almost ever. <laughs> I think that needs to be made clearer to a lot of people 
the your your email you know so i put the email in here and i didn't have time to go through and kind of prep it like we've been trying to check our emails and shorten them up a bit because you know we want them to be a you know good length and not kill everybody with it um and I, i didn't read your email and as this was as i was reading it like it it hit a place that is hard to hit with me because I, I was there. Like I was that awkward kid. Now I wasn't overweight. I was always tall. I've always been tall. If anybody invents a stupid machine that exchanges height, I'm getting rid of some. I'm not kidding you guys. I'll like, take some. Like like sure I can part a crowd at Disney like nobody's business just because I'm tall. But like uh, I've never fit in, and I've always been I've always been different and shamed for it. And so to like to hear that someone else had a similar experience. And to have the mirror thing, like, like I've talked that I have a therapist. She gets so mad at me for refusing to look in mirrors. I don't like looking in mirrors for the same reason. It just reminds me. It just brings all that back. So, like, it made a difference right here before it even went out on the air. Very nice. Yeah, I'm having I'm having an emotional event. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Tugs. Oh boy. Yeah. Yes, we're talking about crushes, but you've been crushed. Someone has applied extreme force to your body. <laughs> it's, it's more frustrating to me. It's more frustrating to me to not have my own strong sense of validation, though. I know yeah. that and, kills me, and, and I'm aware of that of that flaw, and it bugs me. Well, and yeah. I have that flaw as well. I'm able to extend my advice to other people. Like I'm able sure. to say, "Tugs, you're an amazing person." And you do amazing things, but I'm not able to do it to myself because you don't you Same. don't have anything in personal stake when you tell me that. Like you're just, you have you have something at stake because it's friendship, but it's not like your very core being is on the line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, uh, I mean, I know we've heard this saying before, but do you think that we're our own worst enemy? Like really, that oh, we're sure. the only <laughs> ones that are that are keeping us to be able to do great things. We're the ones because. You know, it's something that society has taught us or I mean, why is it that a lot of us and a lot of furries feel, you know, have this sense of self-doubt? That is not exclusively a furry thing. Oh, I'd say it's kind of uh, it's not even like a modern thing. It's kind of just a human experience. And I think a lot of it probably comes from like this isn't a new thing in human society, but I find a lot of. uh you know, I hate the term, but millennials tend to have it. And I think a lot of that might come uh, from, you know, we're in this period of human history where no one really knows what to do. Like, everything's advancing really fast. Everything's really scary. You can get into these little bubbles and they burst immediately. And it's all so frenetic and hectic. It's hard to find a place of value and worth. Like, the job markets are down. Um, like, be, being very isolated while at the same time being everywhere is easier than ever so in a way even though we're more connected than ever it's even easier to isolate yourself in that connectedness and i think that lacking of a sense of purpose or something to distract yourself from that slight exist i'm not quite existential but somewhat existential inner dread of your own worth kind of makes it all that much worse because at night when all of your friends have gone to bed on the internet and you're just lying there in bed like your head just gets to you and if you haven't really got any outlet for it or any distraction for it it just kind of starts to eat away at you it's 
Uh, you you reminded me, and I just I've got to get this off my chest. I have too many people I know that like at cons and stuff are like, I don't want to go to bed because I'm alone with my thoughts. If you are avoiding your thoughts at night, that's a big sign that you probably need to work on something. You are you what? are running from a demon. And now we close the mailbag. <laughs> have you commented on the site yet? It's time to be reminded in housekeeping. Yay, it's housekeeping time where we remind you little things like, for instance, commenting on the show. What? It says house creeping. House creeping? <laughs> Are we going to be creeping at houses? It's spoopy time. Anyway. It's spoopy uh, time. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't oh, matter. Morphing time? What? Ah, you just, that's the third joke. You, you, you're just a joke killer. Ah, you're a joke killer. I'm sorry. I know. All right, yes. Uh, comment on the site is what you were saying? Yes, comment on the show. Yes, the people left really kind comments after the last episode. We read them, so thank you. Yes. Uh, we also wanted to um, have you guys participate in our Telegram chat. Yay. Telegram, it's fun. There's 96 people right now, and they're all yeah. sending loud gifts because we say, shh, we're recording. Yes, that's yeah. how they found me. Let's get to 100, and then we can all celebrate. Until Yay. we go back to 99. We'll do like some sort of like one of us like creepy speech to that person or no, something. It is true. Connell did get on the show because he joined the Telegram group. Awesome. Whee! Oh, because Rude doesn't believe in this. We also want to thank our supporting cast as usual. Firebreath for doing wonderful, wonderful lines. Fatigue for coming on for a minute. Fatigue's not really supporting cast. Koru uh, for being Koru. For being Koru, for <laughs> doing the stuff we hate doing. Cables, Yay, tags, Koru. organization, blah, blah, blah. Um, and his his assistant, Voss. Yeah, yeah, Voss is Das. Voss is Das. Voss is Das. Voss Yep. And then, of course, Tugs the Puppy Bear. What? I'm not support. Well, <laughs> you're on crack, buddy. What? I'm not. Anyway. I just want to hear you say... Thank you, Rue, for being amazing. Just kidding. <laughs> you don't have enough hair on your chest. Uh, All right. We also have Twitter, at For What It's Worth, Facebook, Google it, and Google Plus. Google that, too. We will we will interact with you. Now, I want to ask you guys a favor. You ready? Oh, this no. This is my favor. I would like you to ask one, one of your friends about For What It's Worth. Just say, hey, have you had a chance to listen to this episode? Just talk they to talk them. Like, fucking. if you see somebody that's struggling within the fandom um, and they have a question, like, we have a whole library of episodes. Are we calling it a library now? Have we gotten to the point where we can call it that? Almost, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Let's put, let's put like, a pair of old lady glasses on Tugs and let him be the librarian who shushes people. <laughs> no, I'm the one who wants people to be more noisy when they're fucking. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, if you guys could help spread the word for, for, what, um, for us, that would be great. If you'd like to spread the good word of for what it's worth. Let's baptize more furries. We will see you at the Church of St. Mattress. <laughs> oh dear I'm going to be uh, I'm asking the audience for a personal indulgence I just got good news about BLFC Which we are hoping to do a live show at We'll see We'll see um, I got good news There once upon a time Way back in the day Were only three Care Bears in the fandom Right? There was me And then Bedtime came along But before the both of us there was Phoenix Who's an original Care Bear 
And we don't get together very often. It's just a thing, right? And so when we get together, it's a big deal. It's kind of like this sound. And we don't, no kidding, like we actually call it like the Triforce is getting together. So what are you? Are you the power? We don't, we have, people ask that and you know what? It's none of your damn business. (laughs) That's, that's our answer. We last time got together and we rubbed our bellies together and giggled. And it was a very important moment. So if you want to see that and other things, like hopefully for what it's worth live, then you should go to BLFC and see us. So Tugs, when a whole bunch of Care Bears get together, do they they do the Care Bear stare? I, I will, I'm going to defer to David Chappelle. I can't shoot love out of my chest, but I will shoot it on your chest. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, all over the boobies. <laughs> Get to move them around. All over your marge. Oh, my. All right, Rue. Tell everyone what the next episode is. Uh, the next episode is about con parties or any sort of party. Mostly con parties. Con parties. We originally said the topic should be alcohol, but not everybody drinks. Coddle doesn't drink. So we're going to do it. <laughs> I actually <on>. don't. <laughs> See? I know these things. I was raised Muslim. It sticks. What should you do at a furry party? What should you not do at a furry party? Do you have stories? Do you have con party stories? Do you have horror stories? Do you have great stories? Did you meet your lover? Were your pants stolen? Did you... <laughs> Lose your virginity. <laughs> I've got all kinds of con party stories. Please tell us your con party stories. Now, please do not make them six paragraphs, guys. Keep them succinct. Get the highlights. And, make sure they're entertaining. And audio files will be um, set precedence. Yes, over because we else. can hear you live. Yes, and we can also do that lovely segment. Oh, if you call it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Google whatever. The Google Google. Yep. Because, because, Coddle, please tell us a little bit more about oh. how somebody can reach out to you. And plus, I wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Oh. Oh, oh okay. Yay. Hi. Um, on spot. Hi. Well, um, I'm uh, Coddle. Coddle Wag on Twitter. Uh, C-A-U-D-L-E-W-A-G. Um, I'm just Coddle on F-A. Uh, and also my Twitter handle is the same as my Telegram handle. So if you want to say hi to me, I'm generally very friendly, but I'm also very busy. So if I don't reply right away, I'm very sorry. Please love me. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Hi. Yep. So this is has it, been Rue. This is Tugs. And, uh, Connell. Hi. <laughs> well, bye. He's hi. And you're listening to For, For What, what it's, it's Worth. worth. It's worth. <laughs> you have to do it. He you did, have he to. Did. He totally did. No, he I did. did after. He did. It was kind of like. Well, that was for, called Skype lag, dude. It's like, for what it's worth. <laughs> Come I, on. I think he's good. <laughs> oh, oh, we can do it again if you want. <laughs> yes, do it. Oh, my Lord. One, okay, two, okay. three. For what it's worth. Yay. Vinegar. <laughs>